I'm your host Christine Chuong and welcome back to the third episode of She Inspired Me podcast series. If you are new here, we interview and inspire women perspective for millennial and Gen Z. We deliver high quality visualized podcasts for successful women in different generations and diverse backgrounds. In She Inspired Me, we want you to control the world in a better way. Hi, Brittany. Hi. How have you been? Oh, wonderful. It's great to be here. What do you feel about the Shane's By Me studio? Uh, this is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I feel kind of fancy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and I like this. And then uh, you brought food, which is one of my uh -huh. love languages. So I'm really excited. You're going to have fun with this. We're going to play games. We're going to have some spicy food to spice things up. Okay. But anyway, I'm very excited to share with all of you today to introduce Brittany Palmer. Mm -hmm. She is a sales expert and she's not only a very incredibly thrilled model to me, but she's also a very well-known and knowledgeable person. And I would love to share her story today. So can you introduce about yourself a little bit with the students by me audience before we jump into the conversation? Sure. So I'm from Texas. Uh, I got to start off with that because I'm very proud to be from Texas, if you know. Uh, but I'm born and raised here, uh, married. I have two kids. I have a daughter who is four and a son who is two. So y'all can just pray for me. Okay. I got toddlers like crazy. Oh my God. Uh, been in the sales world for 20 plus years. I've worked in multiple industries. I've worked in the golf, uh, mm -hmm. golf industry, hospitality industry, oil and gas um, is the majority of my, my background in the energy industry. I've owned a business before, a boutique fitness studio. So mm -hmm. I've done a, a, a ton of different things professionally, but I'm, I'm really excited to be here to help inspire other women and other people that are still trying to figure it out and navigate what's going on um, in their professional world. First of all, let's do a very fun games first. Okay. So we have, so let's play a small game to warm up. Okay. So I will suffer off the card and then I will pick five random questions for you. Okay. And you will have to answer the question and each question answer, you will eat one spicy piece of food right here. So if you can see, we have Vietnamese spring roll with peanut sauce and with very spicy. See you All right, bring it. Yay. And then, all right. Are you ready? I'm ready. One eternity later. What are your favorite food franchise? My favorite food franchise? Mm -hmm. Fast food or just regular? Like fast food chain. Oh, Chick-fil-A, duh. I mean. I love Chick-fil-A too. My pleasure. You heard that? My pleasure. Send so many love for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yes, Chick-fil-A, we love you. Chick-fil-A is amazing. What are your favorite sauce in Chick-fil-A? Barbecue. Okay, for me, it's going to be the, the sweet and spicy mm, sriracha yeah. mix with Chick-fil-A sauce. Ooh, I've never done that. You, you need to give it a try. I will so do it. So you mix it together and then you dip into the sauce. Oh my God, it's amazing. Life-changing? Like, Life-changing. So I actually I, did I my french fries in the barbecue. If you haven't tried it, you need to try it. You're welcome. <laughs> and then I'll do either Chick-fil-A or ketchup on a sandwich, mm. but I, I mostly do salads. I get their market salad. I probably get that 90% of the time. And then every now and then I'll get the fries and the nuggets or something. The fries but their barbecue. And they try to change up the barbecue recipe. <laughs> really? A couple Why? years ago. I don't know. They did. And How they had to go back. That? I don't know. I feel so bad. It no was like way. a smoked barbecue. They had to go back. Uh -uh. But Chick-fil-A in Jesus name. I don't even care that you're not opened up on Sundays. Yeah. I still love you. I still love you. I love you I too. Love Chick-fil-A. Chick Thank you. I hope Chick-fil-A manager or Chick-fil-A founder can watch it. That's, this one is the shrimp one. Those are actually really good. Mm 
Okay. Oh my gosh. Mm. Okay, the last one. What is your favorite sport to watch and play? Mm, favorite sport to watch is football. American football. Mm-hmm. I do love some football, American football. soccer. It's amazing. But American football, we're coming up on the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Okay, go Cowboys. I know if you don't like the Cowboys, it's going to be okay. But I'm a diehard Cowboys. I came home from the hospital when I was born in a uh-huh. Dallas Cowboys onesie. So I can literally say I was a Cowboys fan from birth. Mm-hmm. Love to watch football and... I would say the favorite sport to play is racquetball. I haven't played it in a long time. Side note, I have a championship in racquetball from college. That's awesome. An intramural team. I randomly won it. Yes, my name's on the wall at University of Texas, San Antonio. Thank you. And I love to play racquetball. I just haven't played it in a while because it had, you know, kids in life. But Mm -hmm. I love to play racquetball, but I would much rather watch football all day. So Brittany, I know that cell is a very competitive and cutthroat mm-hmm. field that requires a lot of innovation. So to, what makes you end up in the cell industry? Well, ending up in sales is either you kind of just stumble into it or you are going to school or going to go find your trade and you're like, I know I want to do this for this mm-hmm. reason, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of stumbled into it. And I was in roles starting when I was 16 years old and I was always customer facing in front of people working at a restaurant, uh, working in the golf industry, uh, even doing mm-hmm. some, some, some extracurricular things at school and college. So I was always engaging with people and that's one of the biggest pieces of being in sales is being able to connect with others and really right. understand them. And obviously I've learned a lot about sales for doing it for mm-hmm. over 20 years, but I really, really do enjoy it. It's a part of, of who I am. And a lot of people want to be in sales and they get into it going, oh, I don't know if this is what I want to right. do. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, what's your reason? Like, why do you want to be in it? Because sales, I'll be very, very candid. Sales mm-hmm. can be very lucrative. And people, I want to make the money. I want to get into it. But yet they don't really want to engage and be with right. people a lot. I agree. So you have to know what's your why. And then being in sales is, is a, a skill set that it's very hard to teach. Mm-hmm. It's either you kind of have like it or you don't. Skill. Yeah, you either have it or you don't. And I've I've seen people that want to be into it, uh, into the into that role of a sales role, and they're they get in. I'm just not cut out for this. Yeah. And then they find what their true God given talent is, what uh-huh. they do innately, and and then they go there and they're so much more fulfilled. So, sales is a very challenging role to be in. I agree. It's um, very yes, very innovative. You have to understand what's going on in your environment and what's going on with your prospect or customer at all times. Mm -hmm. But it's also very rewarding. And I think it's fun because I love people. I'm an extrovert. So I love people Mm -hmm. and I really do enjoy being in sales. That's amazing. But what do you think that set you apart from other sales? Well, thank you for those kind compliments. What really I feel sets me apart is my uh, ability of discernment. And so discernment is understanding. You're using that gut. You're using your intuition to know which way to pivot. Say what? That's important too. It's really important because Mm -hmm. as you're in a sales process, no matter where you're at, whether it's a short process or a long process, uh, how intricate, whatever you are selling, whatever product or service, it's having that discernment of, should we continue this? Should we pause? Should we pivot? And actually they need this. So it's really having that sense of discernment and being able to read others knowing how far you can push, how quickly you can push, or sometimes when you need to pull back and pivot or go in a different direction. So I definitely would say my sense, uh, my ability of discernment is mm. what separates me apart from others in sales. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that some of our audience here is also mm-hmm. curious about your feel. So, if if what kind of advice that you can give for the for the new graduate student yeah. that they just start up in sales? If you're new in sales mm-hmm. and you just graduated or you just stumbled and got into the industry, right. find a mentor. Find a leader who you see as exceptional. They actually have a proven track record of being excellent in sales, and it's not what they make. It's how they do their craft of sales. Find a mentor and really get underneath their wing and engage with them, take them out to lunch, take them out to coffee, have meetings, have a one-on-one with them every week, every other week, whatever it is, right? Connect with them to understand, learn, ask questions. And the biggest thing about sales is the ability to listen. If you're new in sales, I know you want to talk and I know you want to sell. Sales, I I love to talk. We all do. Sit back Mm -hmm. and listen. That is how you're going to be more successful quicker. There are some other women after they having kids, after they having family, they just changing a little bit about their attitude in life. Yeah. They become more serious. Mm-hmm. And I used to be a very serious person too. But then I saw you, like you are a mom of two kids and you have your your career and you do a lot of other things out there. You do podcasts. And if you take a look at her profile on LinkedIn, she did a lot of amazing things. How can you balance all of them out? Uh, well, I like when you say balance all of them out, it's really uh-huh. about time. Okay. How do you manage your time? And we all like balance, but it's really, uh, you create time for something that you're passionate and that you're interested about. I'm really big on family. If you go to my LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, what I do in my title, my first thing is mother. That is my first role is to be a mother. Yeah. And then I'm a sales executive, right? So mm-hmm. I, I make time for what's important and you'll do the same thing. If it's important to you, you'll make time for it. But, uh, you know, just, I love getting up in the morning because I get the ability to serve others. And so you ask the question about like, uh-huh. how do you keep this energy going? How do you keep right, going? Right. And it's not going to be, you know, I'm not at a 10 every day. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Some days I, I struggle to get out of bed and some days I just jump out of bed. It just, it's, um, that's, that's life, right? And we're all going to have challenges and hurdles and, and, you know, we can get through them. But I, I, my why is because I get to serve others and mm-hmm. it's going to be different every day. And when I, I wake up and I think about that, how can I serve my prospect? How can I serve my family? How can I serve mm-hmm. this customer? How can I serve my children? And, and it just gives me life. It's, very, mm-hmm. it's more fulfilling to give and to serve than to take and receive. Try it. Trust me. It's a lot more fulfilling and you're going to love it. But that's really what keeps my energy up. And I, I also do the things that I love to do. I love fitness. I love to work out. That's beautiful. So, I mean, I, every morning, uh-huh. I'm up in the morning, did Pilates today. Like, I'm always working out every day. And That's important too. Like oh my gosh. Physical. It's life-changing. Well-being. Yeah. We need to make sure that we're healthy first. Yes. And then we can have, make sure that our mental yeah. health is stable enough to concur with other things. Yeah. So have you ever feel like stumbling and have you ever yeah. feel like you're really down, you don't know how to overcome Yeah, I've I've worked for managers that make you feel that way. I've been in situations where you just have, uh, I just had a child and it was an emergency C-section four years Uh ago and your world gets turned upside down, not on your timeline. And it's, uh, it's, it's, you pause and you're like, okay, you assess it, but I don't ruminate on it. I, Mm -hmm. I I reflect on it. I learn from it and I move on. Right. So yes, these things are going to happen. You can have, um, a job loss, you could have a death in the family, you could have a health issue come up mm-hmm. with you or with someone else, and it's gonna it's gonna 
feel like it's pulling you back uh -huh. or dragging you down right. and it's not you just reflect on it learn from it and you you push through it and mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean things have happened in my life and in my career i'm like what like what <laughs> seriously okay i guess yeah. what's meant to happen let's move on and i just i move forward and then we realize that that's happened for a reason yes to, absolutely to teach a lesson yes. and then we'll learn from it yeah so if you were 20s is there anything that you wish that you knew earlier? Oh my gosh. I wish I knew earlier was yeah, when you were to Is there anything? talk less and listen more yeah. and really have a heart of a servant. Uh, I, I, I made the mistake of taking a job for more money. It was a lot of money someone offered at me. Uh, I think we all, we all do it at some point. It's attractive, it's a shiny thing. Yeah, let's go. And I did it and mm -hmm. I was able to go to grad school and pay it off and open up a business and build a house. It, it did open up a lot of doors for me, mm -hmm. but I, I, and now in my stage of life, that's not my number one focus. And I wish I would have known that back then that it's not all about the money. It's right. not all about the comp. It's not all about the title or I get to show up in this car. These, these things that we're all continually being influenced by and we are enticed to consume it. it that's not what it's about. It's really about, listening to someone else, mm -hmm. hearing what their challenges are, their issues, their struggles, and their goals, which are mm -hmm. exciting and good. Hearing all of that and then sitting back and seeing how can I be, a, how can I serve them? How can I mm -hmm. help them with these? And that's something I wish I had that mindset 10, 20 years ago. I have it now and it's definitely been life-changing and game-changing mm -hmm. for my career. But that's something I wish I would have known back then. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah. I think it's, it's very important to have listening skill. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing it. I think it's, it's a great message, mm -hmm. especially like when, you know, like for the young generation, especially like me or my peers, we have our own dreamy yep. thoughts about everything. We thought that everything is rosy, but actually it's not. There's a yeah. lot of things that behind that we cannot see, we cannot hurt, but then we thought that was right, but actually it's turned out not really right. Yeah. And thank you for sharing about mm -hmm. money because I, I, I've been thinking about that lately and I also shared that with my friends, my mm -hmm. peers. Um, we just compare each other about the salary and stuff. But I used to apply for the job that, that they pay me real little, but that's just a very big company. But then I fell and I wish that I can get that job. I feel horrible. I feel like I'm not good enough at some point like that. But then after all, when I have another peers that got accepted, that got through the job, she just called me a few days ago and she told me that, Christine, can you get me another job or... or right. Yeah, and she told me that I wish that I didn't I didn't do this. Like I yeah. wish that I didn't follow that, that role because in the end of the day, money is not matter that much but as long as we can be able to learn and we can be able to be ourselves and yes and improve ourselves because yeah. probably before we get 30 then that's a very important time to to focus on our potential growth better than money yeah so. but money is very attractive it, it can do a lot uh -huh. for you it gives you a lot of freedom allows you to do a lot of things yeah. it's it's a tool it's not the end-all say-all it's a tool to use to get um, you to help do investments, to help pay off if you're if you went to college and you had loans, mm -hmm. to, um, to to build a house, to grow your family. It's it's a tool to help you, but it is not what's going to fulfill you. 
And I thought that, and I, I wish I would have known that back then. And, and it's, it's hard sometimes to understand and know those mm-hmm. things until you go through them. And now I'm able to hear to, to share with people that it's not, yeah. not all about that. And whenever you're doing something that is your God given talent, that that's what you were made to do mm-hmm. and that you're passionate about when you can marry those two, the money will come. It will come. Right. So I, I tell the young, yeah, there you go. I tell the young folks out there, uh-huh. um, really truly understand what your God given talent is, what you do, what people come to Christine for, because they just know she's going to have the answer or she's going to do it right. Mm-hmm. Or she's going to know the answer to it. Like what? And you're like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, That's I your talent. That's what you that. do. Right. Uh-huh. People will come to me and say, Hey, I'm looking at this house. I want to buy this house. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts? I'm not a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about real estate, Yeah. but they know they like, they know my discernment's going to go, mm, that's probably not a good deal in here is why, or that's yeah, a great deal. Why are you talking to me? Go do it. Right. Even though I'm not an expert in that, but they know they can come to me and I can immediately go, okay, here's the big picture. Here's the details. Mm-hmm. Here's this is the direction you need to go. So I say that. And I, it took me a while to search that. And so now that I know what that is, and then I pair that with my passion to help serve others. I love the oil and gas industry. I love fitness. I love, mm-hmm. uh, those, those industries, those verticals mm-hmm. per se. So I'm able to take what my talent is, my God given talent with my passion. And when those come together, it's, it's, you'll be more fulfilled more than you'll ever think. So your answer really, really remind me a lot about self-confidence. Mm-hmm. How can you get that kind of self-confident energy? Well, self-confidence then, comes within mm-hmm. yourself and it's no one else, nothing else is going to give you that self-confidence, not that handbag, not the car you're driving, not the guy or girl you're dating. Mm-hmm. It's going to come from within. And so I'm really big on trying to finding how you can become savvy about who you are. And when you become savvy, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a fun word, savvy uh-huh. in who you are, you're going to attract a different partner. You're going to attract a different role and a different job. You're going to attract uh, a different group of friends and self-confidence. Everyone has, a, I'll take a step back. Everyone has a different childhood and a different journey to get to where they're at. Mm. And a lot of who you are and your personality and the way you react to things is rooted from that. Um, and so sometimes folks have a hard time finding that self-confidence in their early and mid twenties because of that. But it's something that you have to just take a step back. You are an adult. Now you have the freedom and the authority to make your own life and make your own decisions and choices mm-hmm. every day. And so finding out who you are savvy, um, physically in your body image, finding out who you are savvy mm. financially. Like what are your goals yeah. financially and how do you do it? How do you live below your means? Let's mm-hmm. be smart here. How, uh, spiritually wh- whoever, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big Christian and I follow God and I'm very savvy in who I am and my relationship with God and having all of these aspects of your life grounded and you know, that's how you become savvy and how that's how you get self-confidence. Mm. Now there's times where you have to go through and learn and have go through experiences yeah. to gain self-confidence, maybe in a certain trade or, um, uh, self-confidence in, in, in a specific role that you're doing in a sales organization of whatever that product or service is. And that's just getting through experience. Right. Mm-hmm. But you, you can get that quickly by trying and by doing, but self-confidence is something that I truly believe that comes from within 
and there's, there's moments and there's things that I do sometimes I'm going, Oh, I'm a little nervous or I don't, you know, and I just kind of take a breath. Yeah. I got this. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Is this, is this going to, is this going to matter in five days or five weeks from now? No. Uh Then let it go. And I get right back into that self-confidence. Like let's move Mm -hmm. on. Let's go. Or let's do it. The thing with us as human is we trying to take control of things all the time. Yep. We also trying to be perfect. Yep. And that kind of, Give you a very potential self insecurity. Mm-hmm. So I feel like self confidence also lead us into innovation and lead okay. us into bright idea. Mm-hmm. And the thing with that is we have that self confidence, and then maybe it's wrong, but mm-hmm. then we stumble and we learn from it too. What do you think about that? Well, I've stumbled a lot. So uh-huh. to to feedback about that is you have to make mistakes. Mm. And every one of you will make mistakes and it's okay. Uh, Do them because that's how you're going to learn. That's how you're going to grow. I used to own a business uh, when I lived in Denver, Colorado, and Mm. we were opening up our studio doors and I needed people there. And I just, I needed people to greet and to work in this area and do this and that. You, and, and it was quick. And so, and I had warm bodies in there and we were, we were up and running and six months into it, I'm going, what, what's going on? There's something in this formula in this model that's not working. And I made a big mistake. I hired some of the wrong people because I just Mm. needed warm bodies there. Huge, huge failure, huge mistake, but a big lesson learned. So I took a step back Mm. and then I started getting very strategic in who I was hiring. I was slower to hire, quicker to fire. Mm -hmm. And by the time we sold our studio in the fall of 2019, I mean, we handed over this incredible, incredible team. Mm-hmm. And I, I sat there and I reflected on that going, okay, I made some big mistakes here, but I learned a lot. Right. And so I tell you as I speak, if whoever I'm speaking with, wherever you are, just go, getting into college, graduating soon, uh, you're a couple years into your career, um, mm-hmm. your professional world, it's okay to make mistakes and that's how you're going to learn and that's how you're going to grow. Mm-hmm. And then you won't be as intimidated or scared to be innovative. You're going to right. have more self-confidence. And to this day, I still am making mistakes. I'm still, I'm still figuring a lot mm-hmm. out, but there's a lot I've figured out. And there's, uh, I'm, I'm interviewing for some new roles right now. And I'll give you another example. Yesterday, yeah. uh-huh. there were two different opportunities with two different companies. One of them I was really excited about. Uh-huh. And this is my second interview with both of the companies. And I love the company, I love the product, I'm so excited. And I'm talking to the hiring manager, and I'm going, man, this guy's kind of lame. And it's, he's just, a, you know, I, okay. And he doesn't know much about um, the goals or what his expectations are. Mm-hmm. He's reading from a script, he's not hearing what would make me successful, what mm-hmm. my goals are. It's just, uh, I would just be the, another, another yeah, person there. Another person that feel the position yes. and that's it. Yes. And then the other yes. opportunity, mm-hmm. I was kind of, okay, I'll do the other second interview for experience. We'll get through it. I loved the guy. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic. He was genuinely interested in what I view as success, what I could bring to the team Mm. and what his expectations are. He had a conversation. He listened. I listened. It was, we went 45 minutes over our scheduled time. And so I tell you these two examples that Mm -hmm. literally just happened 24 hours ago 
because I went through some hiring processes as um, a candidate in the past and I'm going, okay, it's checking off the, um, the compensation package is checking off. Kate. they said, yes, they can do mm. growth. Um, uh, everyone there is cool and they're transparent and this and that. And, uh, there's like a, a, there's a height factor. They're cool. They got a cool logo, great company. Yeah. Everyone knows about them. And boom, I went and it was a disaster. It was, you know, I get in there three months later, I'm going, this is not fun. Why? Mm. Uh, why am I doing it? So now I've taken those experiences, those failures, those lessons. And now I'm, as I'm interviewing for new roles, I'm going, hold on. I'm not doing that again. Mm. I'm not going to work for that type of person again. I'm going to work for something different. I'm not 10 years ago. Oh, give me all the money. I'm going mm. now I'm going, you know, it's not in my, it's not my top motivation. Now it's in my top three. I'm in sales. I'm not going to lie. If you, if you say you're in sales and it's like my top five thing you're looking for, you're lying. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's number three for me. I, I know what my value is and mm. I want to be compensated for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not what is driving me because I'm so self-confident in who I am in that aspect. I know that will come right. and it's okay if I don't walk into the next opportunity mm-hmm. with everything and a little bit more it's I'm going to walk into the next opportunity knowing this is where God wants me. Yeah. This is where I'm going to be able to make an impact internally as well as externally with customers and I can grow. The culture is amazing. The leadership. Right. And so that's important too. Yeah. And the guy, the second guy I talked to, I'm going, this is it. This is who I want to work with mm-hmm. this, you know, so at, Whoever I'm speaking to, as you're going through speaking with a customer at a company you're already with, interviewing for a job, thinking about, should I go to grad school or not? As much as they're interviewing you, you're interviewing them as well. Does this align with who I am and what my goals um, and what I view success as? So I kind of went off on that a little bit yeah. about like, here's some motivation uh, nuggets there, but uh, really becoming savvy in who you are and self-confident is going to, it's going to just completely change the trajectory of your career. I agree. Well, that's, thank you for sharing that because I think it's very important to kind of have some self-comparison between the opportunity that we're having because Mm -hmm. like, you know, like we base, that's very important too when we share about the interviewer and about Mm -hmm. your manager that you're working with, seeing literally the people that you're working with, it has, you, you need to make sure that they see your values yes. and how much you can contribute yeah. and it is appreciated or not. Because in the everyday, if we got much money, but we don't see any potential growth or, or we don't feel mm-hmm. great working with them or we don't feel like, yeah. like, like, um, like what's that called? Like you can con- contribute for the company and you feel bring like value, yeah. value for the company, but also the culture is also matter because that's a long-term things. And I, I totally agree with that. And I believe that the mm-hmm. audience, like maybe our audience are taking note right now, but I think it's yeah. very important to kind of have some comparison and consideration about, is that the culture that you want to work with? Is that yeah. the manager that you want to working with? And it is possible if they see your values, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And everyone's value is different. Even if you're right. in sales, I work with folks that they just want to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. They want to go out and sell and they're working in an organization where it's, uncapped commission. It's very lucrative and that's what they want to do. Right. And then I work with someone who is, I want a really good work-life balance. I want to be very present with my kids and I want to be remote. I want to work from home. Uh, and, and, and I just, um, I want to be recognized. I want to be, I want to get awards. Mm. I want to be noticed in meetings. I want people to say great job in that meeting or congratulations on that Mm. sale. They want to be recognized. Then there's folks that 
um, are in sales that it's it's not about the money. It's it's right. about the growth and the ability to make an impact and mentor and help leaders in pull versus being pushed. And so everyone's why is different. And that's also, an, I'll go back, that was another mistake I made at my other, yeah. my business is, um, you know, mm-hmm. I thought everyone wanted to, I wanted them to do what I needed them to do. Mm-hmm. But when I took a step back and I asked them, what do you, what do you want to do here? Like, what's your goal? Well, I want to become an instructor here. I had no idea. Let's make it happen. Because whenever you're getting fed, you're in that lane and you're getting fed doing what makes you feel successful, you're going to do times 10 times 10. You're going to do more. Mm-hmm. You're going to do more. If someone who just wants to make a ton of money is getting paid a lot, they're just going to keep doing it because they want to get more money. Right. Someone who's getting those words of affirmation and getting acknowledgement and you keep doing that, they're going to continue to work harder for you and they're going to continue to keep doing it and exceed expectations. Mm. That person who is, has the ability to mentor and grow and lead others and hire other people who are smarter than them to pass them to grow mm-hmm. and they have the ability to do that in an organization, you're going to watch them just be super successful. Right. So it's really, you know, when I'm having interviews mm-hmm. and I don't even get asked the question, so what success look like to you for Brittany? Yeah. That's the biggest red flag. I'm like, you know, and it's, it's not about they, me, but it's they, about me being yeah. fulfilled within that organization. Right. They don't care about how yes. much you can feel when you're working yes. with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always ask the question, like, why do you work here? What do you love about this company? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can, my discernment can start to sense and feel right. they're on their way out the door mm-hmm. or they, they've been there and they're a lifer and they love it. And here's why. And here's the goal and vision of the company. And I'm going, that's where I want to be. I want to get on board with that. And it doesn't have to be the same thing but they're savvy, they're confident, they know what it is. And that's the people I want to be around. Right. Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> the thing that I love the most about Brittany is she's not only savage, I'm sorry, not love. She's not always savage. So I can be savage too. <laughs> I'm not late, I'm, I'm sorry. She's not only savvy, but she also makes smart choices because we Thank need you. to have a lot of consideration mm-hmm. to know exactly what our priority is so that we can make mm-hmm. the smart choice in our life. Yeah, it's it's a it's a game changing choices if yeah. if that's a smart one. Yeah, and I think that's that's well. Thank, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate you. your story. Who was the person that will inspire you the most in your whole life? My whole life. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, two people, but my whole life would be my father. Right now, as my husband. Mm-hmm. Maybe my kids too. They do inspire me. They humble me. Oof. Um, my father is. The most incredible person, and he raised me to be independent, mm-hmm. to be smart, to make good choices, make the right choice. Have I stumbled and, and made a mistake? Yes. Has he watched me do it? Yes. He knows when I'm going too far, and he kind of pulls me back, right? <laughs> you know, when you're when you're in the teenagers and stuff. But I've always looked up to him as someone who is a leader, someone who is respected. And my father is, I'm going to try not to cry. Um, Mm. He is, he's the person who, if you ever meet my dad, you're like, okay, I get it. And I see why you are the way you are. And my father was always respected at church and the office, at home, Mm. everything. He was a leader. He was a giver. He provided. And he is always there for me. 
I can go to him for any advice on anything and he's got it. Yeah. He's funny. He's a little too serious sometimes. Like the dude, <laughs> the dude needs to relax, right? But yeah. uh, he's retired, living his best life. And he is probably the most person who's, in, he's the person who's inspired me the most my entire life is my dad. Mm -hmm. And I am grateful for the legacy that he's leaving. Mm -hmm. He's still with us and the legacy that he will have left when he leaves um, on this on this side of the earth. And, and he's the one who led me to Christ. Mm -hmm. He's the one who provided um, financially for me mm -hmm. as well as into my, uh, my college and my career. And he's also the one who cut me off financially, Aww. which was hard to do, yeah. but the best thing he could have ever done for me in, in that time of my life. And as a parent now, mm -hmm. it's cool to see it come full circle in the challenges of parenting and what legacy do I want to leave for my children? And I want it to be like my father's. Our daughter, her name is James. She's mm -hmm. named after my dad. And people are like, well, you have a girl named James? Yes. Hashtag yeah. girl named James. F find it on Instagram. You'll see my daughter. And you meet her and she's just, she's a pistol like me. And she's uh -huh. every bit of James. Uh -huh. And everyone loves her. And, you know, six months into her life, I'm going, oh, did I name, should I not have done? No, this is her name. And you meet her and she's just like my dad. She's just like me. And, and I want that to continue. I want that legacy to continue. Uh, my husband, Chris, Chris Palmer, if you're hearing this, you know, I love you. And he is, he's inspiring because he balances me in regarding my, uh, my, my sense of life and how large it is. He kind of humbles me and he brings mm -hmm. me back. And I'm grateful for that. If you look at the Enneagram, he's like literally my exact opposite. He's the person who stresses me out. I married my stressor, okay? <laughs> and, but I'm grateful for that. And mm -hmm. he inspires me. He thinks outside the box. He helps me become a better person every single day. And he's the best baby daddy in the world you could ever have. So uh, the, my whole life is gonna be my dad, um, Daddy Jim. He doesn't wanna be called grandpa. He wants to be called Daddy Jim. So he goes by that and uh, my husband, Chris. Aw. Yeah. You'll have to meet him. He's great. He comes up here all the time. My dad. You'll have to meet my dad. Oh, You'll your love dad? Him. Yeah. Oh my God. I, want, I really want to see him. Like, He's cool. You, you make me curious about him already. But I saw, I, I know Brittany, husband, like I saw her last time. Mm -hmm. I saw his, sorry, my English is so <laughs> today. Cut, 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 cut. So in the episode today, we really, really grateful for having you. Thank you. So is there any other thing that you would like to share for, for all the audience, like any words of wisdom that you would like to share? Sure. Mm -hmm. I want to say something very basic and simple. And it's three letters in our vocabulary that we probably have lost. And that's T-R-Y, try. Just try it. If you're passionate about something, if you're inspired about something, if you want to go do something, just try it. Whether it be a sport, whether it be an interview that's maybe intimidating, go try it. If you want to learn how to do public speaking, join Toastmasters, mm -hmm. try it. If you want to go play a sport, pick up the racket, go do it. Like it, it doesn't matter what it is. Try right. it. Learn, have a fear of regretting that if I don't, if I didn't do that, how much I'm going to regret it. I don't even know if I worded that correctly. Go try it. And that way you'll look back and say, ah, I'm so glad I tried that. Cause it might be just the thing that 
is what you needed or what you needed not to do in your future if you just try it. Hey ladies, thank you so much for tuning in and joining us today. I feel so inspired and I hope you do so. So don't forget to give us a follow, a subscribe, or comment below about your idea, your thoughts on this episode. Or if you're curious and if you want to ask more questions, don't forget to search us up on LinkedIn. She inspired me or you also can search Brittany Palmer. She's an amazing person. If you have any question for us, stay tuned. We love you. I hope to see you guys next episode. Thank you so much for today. Bye.